Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, let's go Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were gonna kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh my God, it was uh, learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one and everything shifted top to bottom so much. I read this morning that the Gallup organization had run a poll last month in which they discovered, quote unquote, that Americans' trust in the media is at the second all-time lowest it's ever been. Not making this up, the only time it was lower was in 2016 when the media was full of stories about Russian collusion didn't trust them. What possible reasons could there be, I guess, would make you wonder for this decline in our trust of the media when you consider everything that's going on. We have to kind of define what is media, but for our purposes here today, let's just assume that it consists of newspapers, television news programs, radio news programs, the so-called legacy media. Not random blogs, certainly not Hal Turner, or in general social media accounts. Let's not consider those as media. Let us just consider normal legacy media. And what would cause people to not trust that media? It's a, it's a rather remarkable question. And it's one that the media itself continues to ask, well, why don't people trust us? What, what possible reason could they have for not trusting us? Even the AP a couple weeks ago had a story about, why don't people trust the media? Well, I guess we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Several weeks ago, there was now what is now a, a very well-known story of a minor NASCAR race. This wasn't even a big NASCAR race. I, again, I don't follow NASCAR, but those who do know what I'm talking about here. That was being covered by NBC. And the guy that won it, a fellow by the name of Brandon Brown, was being interviewed post-race, as, as so often happens. And the crowd was chanting in the background, only... It wasn't quite as background as NBC would have liked it to have been. And they were chanting, and if you don't know this by now, I don't know what to tell you, but they were chanting the words, and I'm quoting, fuck Joe Biden. And they kept chanting that, and they do the, the clap thing that goes with it. And anybody that's listened to this or watched this clip, it's plain as day. I mean, it's not even... It's not even one of those things where you can say, well, they could be saying this or they might. It's not clear what they're saying. It's as clear as a bell. And the NBC reporterette, God bless her, tried to explain that they were chanting, let's go, Brandon. And Brandon, for his part, was just trying to tell everybody that, hey, we, 
We worked really hard. We worked really hard at this. And, and we're happy. Now, since that time, the chant, let's go Brandon, the phrase, let's go Brandon, has sort of more or less replaced the F. Joe Biden chant. And it's, it's hysterical. I mean, it really is. It's, it's hysterical, not because it's derogatory towards the president of the United States. Really, the, the people who are whining most about it being derogatory to the United, president of the United States are the same people who came up with F. Bush and F. Donald Trump. Grover Cleveland used to have to put up with, uh, Ma, Ma, where's, where's Pa? Gone to Washington son or daughter or whatever it was. Presidents have had to put up with chants and comments and questions about their integrity since, since George Washington. It's nothing new. And the idea that somehow or another, because this is vulgar, let's go, Brandon, is, is laughable. But the way the media is treating this, the legacy media is treating this, you, you'd think that this was just shocking. NBC and NASCAR, by the way, have taken steps to limit, quote, ambient crowd noise during interviews. <laughs> Yet another reason not to trust them, because what you're hearing may not be actually what's happening. It's too late, though. The phrase, let's go, Brandon, has already taken off. In fact, when I say taking off, I mean that literally. For you see, this past week, a Southwest Airlines plane was preparing to take off, and the pilot who was on the cabin intercom closed his spiel about, you know, we'll be flying at 35,000 feet southeast. If you look out your left wing, you'll see the Grand Canyon. If you look out the right wing, you'll see whatever. Oh, and let's go, Brandon. We're told that there were, quote, audible gasps on the plane. Because according to the AP reporter who was riding the plane, no one knows what this means. Let's go, Brandon. What does that mean? We should be shocked. And so she decided to investigate this, and she wrote a rather remarkable piece for the Associated Press. We talked about it yesterday on WTF. Expounding on why this phrase was being used. It was code. You see, and this is the sentence she actually wrote in that set in that article, quote, it started at an October 2nd NASCAR race at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. Brandon Brown, a 28 year old driver, had won his first Xfinity series and was being interviewed by an NBC sports reporter. The crowd behind him was chanting something at first difficult to make out. The reporter suggested that they were chanting, let's go Brandon, to cheer the driver. But it became increasingly clear that they were saying, F Joe Biden, unquote. That's the way she reported it weeks after it happened, because she happened to be on the Southwest Airlines plane, where suddenly this became an issue because the pilot dared say this, and there were audible gasps from people who according to her, didn't know what it meant. And so she needed to go find out what it meant, find out the deep behind-the-scenes routine here about what was going on and, and, and why all these people were doing this. 
she came up with that article talking about how it was unclear what they were saying. The Gallup poll is interesting, second lowest ever in the media. By the way, the lowest, as I said, was 2016. It slowly increased until 2018, and then it nosedived after 2018. What happened in 2018, you may ask? Didn't the Democrats win Congress? The reasons why our trust in the media has nosedived should be pretty obvious, but maybe they aren't. I don't know. Maybe like a chant at a NASCAR event. Maybe they're not all that obvious. It could be the rise of the conspiracy theorists. Could be that. Now, we've always had conspiracy theorists. Believe me, folks, I've told you this story before. The reason I got into talk radio in the first place, the very first talk radio show I ever heard, was a conspiracy theorist about the Kennedy assassination. And it fascinated me. Not just what he was saying, because what he t- it, it caused me on a, it sent me on a years-long journey to discover why what he was saying was wrong. I wanted to believe, but, but the whole contextual idea that we could, we could have this conversation was fascinating to me. Still is. But the conspiracy theorist today is far more prevalent than they ever were for, were before, primarily because of the rise of social media. And this is one of the things the AP reporter complains about is the fact that this Let's Grow Brandon chant is being magnified by social media. But is that a reason not to trust the legacy media, not to trust the mainstream media, which is a phrase I hate? Is that, is that the reason to distrust them? I don't think it is, but it's the reason they would like you to believe. Because, you know, conspiracy theorists are really the problem. Like all those conspiracy theorists in 2016 talking about Russian collusion, right? I was watching my morning news this morning when uh, one of our local news people, a guy by the name of Brian Flores on Fox 13 Seattle, read the teleprompter to me. As we like to say, it was the reading of the teleprompter. And this is literally what he read. So the pilot reportedly ended an announcement to passengers with that phrase. If you don't know, that phrase went viral after an interview a few weeks ago featuring NASCAR driver Brandon Brown after a race. Uh, Brown began bashing basically President Biden, and then fans responded by chanting, let's go, Brandon. Well, Southwest Airlines responded to complaints on social media by saying it does not condone divisive or offensive behavior. Now, look, I get it. News readers look good on TV. They are not hired for their critical thinking skills. And Brian Flores certainly wasn't the one who was hired for his ability to rationally think about things. He's hired because he looks good on camera and because he meshes well with the bubble-headed bleach blonde, right? I mean, it's Don Henley's song. Clearly, he didn't write this story on the teleprompter because if he had, and if he had any critical thinking skills, he would have said, wait, that's not even close to what happened. So you have to wonder to yourself, don't you? If he's smart enough to know that, why would he read that story? Why wouldn't he say, why wouldn't you be able to see in his face confusion about, wait, that's not what happened. And so you have to wonder, what is he really thinking? And does it even matter in his mind what really happened versus what he wants you to believe happened? 
And the second question you have to ask yourself is why anybody believes them. Why anybody listening to this story this morning on Fox 13 Seattle, Brian Flores, telling us about what happened with, with Brandon Brown, why would anybody believe them? Because it's so easily, easily, that's not even a word, easily reviewed and found to be false. And yet they stand there with their perfectly innocent look on their face and say, well, why don't people trust us? Why, would, why don't people trust us? Well, the reality is anybody that still trusts the media for any reason, or, or even me for that matter, you have to willingly suspend disbelief, to borrow a phrase, to believe everything you hear and see on television or radio. Or you simply can't trust what you hear and see, and you have to go verify it yourself. One of those two. You don't, you, there's really no choice in the matter. So you either swallow it hook, line, and sinker, or you use it as a starting point going, well, wait a minute, Brian, is that what really happened? Is that what really took place? And of course, the answer you'll quickly discover, because literally it'll take you maybe 30 seconds of searching on the internet, and the video itself is, is exactly 30 seconds long. And so you think to yourself, well, did, did really nobody in the Q13 Fox Seattle newsroom say to themselves, well, maybe we should watch this and see if that's what really happened? Because it's out there. It's not like we can cover it up. And so by drawing attention to it, what do they do? They sand it. They sand affect it. And as more people look at it and go, I'm not willing to willingly suspend disbelief. I want to know for certain. And so I'm going to go look at this and review what happened and see what happened and see if Brian Flores is telling me the truth or not. What we quickly discover is virtually every word he said there was a lie. Why would I trust that? And the more he brings it up, the more he strikes and affects it. The media better figure this out real quick. <laughs> the more they do that, the lower that trust number will continue to go. And by the way, it's their own fault.